going on, everybody? I hope this finds you striving and thriving and doing absolutely amazing. The other day, I was listening to another podcast, and the host, he's a pretty famous speaker, he's an entrepreneur, and he was talking about success zombies. And he explained that a success zombie is someone who reads all the self-development literature, watches all the videos, goes to the conferences, sees people like Tony Robbins and others, and they consume and they consume and they consume, but they fail to put into practice what they learn. They take it all in, but they don't create those new habits, those new routines. And as I listened to it, it made me really think about myself. Because I try to consume and learn new things all the time on a wide variety of topics. But there isn't always that practice where it's put into place. And sometimes there's that learning, but then it's not applied. And maybe you can relate to that. And as we are fresh into 2023, many of us put goals out there that we want to accomplish this year. And one of my goals is that with every conversation that I have on this podcast with these amazing guests who know far more than I do, I want to hold myself accountable to not just hear the words that they're saying, not just to have awesome conversations, but to really learn and grow. So this year, I really want to implement or take away at least one major thing from each person. And trust me, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, then you know these people have shared so much more than just one takeaway from each conversation. So today's a look back at some of the most recent guests. It's sharing one thing that I've really focused on lately, one thing that I've held myself accountable to. And maybe these are some things that will resonate with you as well. And for you, whether it's this podcast, whether it's someone else's podcast, whether it's the books that you read, etc., don't be a success zombie this year. Don't just consume. Take things in. Think about them. Tweak them. Make them your own and look to grow because we're never a finished product. Here are five things for you to ponder today. And the first comes from a conversation with Phil Januszewski, and he's a national speaker, a high school science teacher, super high energy guy, and he just is an extremely positive person. He's somebody that you know when he walks into a room, he's going to raise that temperature of the room. And I asked him, how, how do you maintain such a positive, healthy mental state? And he talked about mental currency. He said that he's very particular about the people that he surrounds himself with. Because whether we realize it or not, the people that we surround ourselves with have a tremendous influence over us. He said that people, they can be anchors or they can be engines. They can pull you down, make you bitter, make you angry, feed the negative or they can be people that fill you up inside, that push you forward. That when you're having a tough day, they're there to lift you up. 
They're the people who bring out the best in you. The people who encourage you. And we all have bad days. Even if you consider yourself to be the most positive person you know. There's going to be moments that are a struggle. And that's why we need those engines in our life. He also mentioned that he's very deliberate on the media that he consumes. Because what we take in, the social media accounts, the podcasts we listen to, the voices that we allow in our heads, they plant seeds in our psyche. So think about the people that you surround yourself with. Think about the social media that you consume. Do they empower you? Do they lift you up? Do they make you feel better? Or do they bring you down? Number two comes from my wonderful conversation with Livia Chan. And you can tell when she speaks that she's just such a beautiful soul. And there's so much joy and wisdom that comes from her. And one of the many things that I took away from her is that she said in her classroom, she lets her students know early and often that she appreciates them. And we all know how important relationships are. And what's an essential piece to cultivating a strong relationship? Letting someone know you appreciate them. And there are so many of you that stand by your doorways and you greet the students they enter into the classroom in your own special way. You make them feel that love. And that's important. And it's important that as our students leave our classrooms, leave our spaces, that we make sure those students leave in a positive manner as well. The key word, though, that Liv shared in that statement is often. It's that time from when they enter the classroom to the time that they leave the classroom that they need that positive praise. And author Lainey Rao, in her book Evolving with Gratitude, talked about students should receive six positive comments for every negative one. That classroom culture thrives when we show them appreciation for hard work, when we show them appreciation for taking risks, when we show them appreciation for making mistakes, for being good friends, for using good manners, and so much more. They need to hear that they're appreciated throughout the day. And you know who also needs to hear it? The adults you work with. Sometimes adults aren't shown appreciation for the things that they do. And just like those kind words that you share with your students might be the only kind words that that child hears all day long, the kind words that you show with your colleagues, with the adults, those might be the only kind words that that person hears all day long. It's just something to think about. Number three. This one comes from a very special interview that I had with a friend of mine, Carrie Mateka. Not only is she an educator, but she's also the founder of Literacy of Love, And she runs a children's home in Uganda. And when she talked about the schooling in Uganda, it really hits home about everything that we take for granted. She talked about classrooms with up to 60 students in them. 
Some of them have no desks or chairs, no books. But despite all of this, she talked about the great things that those students are doing over there. And she said something that's extremely important. She emphasized that you can do amazing things with very little. She talked about with everything that these people lack materialistically, her students were learning, they were growing, and they were achieving so much. She talked about how some of these students who had so very little were doing physics and advanced calculus. It's remarkable. And it's just such a great reminder to all of us. It's easy to get so focused on what we don't have that we truly lose sight on what we do have. And to utilize all of what we have right at our fingertips to the best of our abilities. This is a lesson that I'm holding close to myself professionally and personally. Number four is a gem from Professor Dan Garrity. And Dan is the first college professor that's been on the show. And he brought a phenomenal perspective as being an educator wasn't his first career. Before making the transition to education, he worked in television and radio. And this gives him different life experiences than those of us who have always been in education. And it's important for us to listen to others who bring those different perspectives. And in our conversation, with his background in radio and television, He talked about the need to be a great storyteller. And if you ask teachers about public speaking, so many of us would say that they don't like it at all. But what do we do every single day? We're up in front of others talking, communicating. So one of the things that all of us could develop is our public speaking skills. Being able to convey our ideas to others is key. But he also added something to the area of speaking. He talked about how we have to be cognizant of the language that our audience speaks. Because often we speak to others, we communicate to others in the language that we like to be spoken to. But if you want to be an effective communicator, then you have to be intentional and understand our audience. You have to listen to their feedback, watch their body language, pay attention to how they respond to your communication style. In this, it takes intentionality, it takes effort. But when we do connect with others on their communication level, we can strengthen relationships and our effectiveness shoots through the roof. The fifth gem comes from a conversation with Jessica Lander. She's an author and educator, and she just brings such a wealth of knowledge as she teaches only students who are immigrants or refugees. And while she was writing her book, Making Americans, she traveled across the country and she visited schools that were leading the way in educating students who were immigrants and refugees. And many of the points that she brings up in her book, they're universal. 
And they're things that every school should be trying to do. And Jessica talked about how she found that there were eight pillars of belonging that great schools created to really make a successful environment for their students. One where those students felt as if they belonged. And she said these eight pillars were opportunities for new beginnings, supportive communities, assurance of security, chances to dream, committed advocates, recognition of student strengths, acceptance, opportunities for students to develop their voice. And we should take a strong look at our schools and a strong look at our own classrooms and ask ourselves, what are we doing well in? And what are areas that we might be able to improve in? Because all of our students, they should feel like they have opportunities to succeed. They should feel supportive and feel safe. They should feel as if they have people in their corner fighting for them. They should feel that their voice matters. And they should be around people who see their strengths and point it out to them. Now, these there are five things that have been on my mind lately. Hopefully, this made you think a little. Hopefully, it made you think about the people that you surround yourself with. Hopefully, it made you really think about how intentional you are about showing appreciation to those around you. Hopefully, it was a reminder to all of us that we have the opportunity to listen to podcasts and get on the web. And we have so many luxuries all around us. And these are things that we take for granted often. And it's important to remember that there are others out there that have very little and are doing amazing things. So we should focus on what we do have. We should appreciate what we do have. And we should make the most of what we do have. And maybe this made you think of your communication skills. And how well do you pay attention to how you communicate with others and how they receive the information? And last, how are you making others feel like they belong in your space? Do you give them those eight pillars? And as we talked at the beginning, don't be a success zombie. Don't be someone who consumes and consumes and consumes, but does nothing with it. And all we do, from what we read, to what we listen to, to the conversations we have, the books we read, let's make a point to consume it, to make it our own, and to build those habits, those routines, those skills that make us a little better. Thank you for being here, for being part of the Teaching Champions community. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so new episodes, they can come directly to you. And if you think someone would benefit from this podcast, I'd ask that you please share. It's all about supporting, encouraging, lifting each other up. And always remember, whether you're from rural America to urban America to Canada, to Spain, to Bahrain, we're all on that same team. We're all on that same mission, and we're always better together. 
Keep being amazing, my friends. And as you go out into the week, may you step into your strength. May you step into your shine. And let's build our champions up. Have a great weekend.